It's been far too long since I last had a podcast, but I thought I'd get things started once again. Uh, but before I do, this is Leave the Bourbon on the Shelf by The Killers. This is a 2007 song off their record, Sawdust. It's been on my mind forever, and here it is. Shaking like the devil when she lets me go Got a new place and how it's so much better Falling over myself, the television's on I turn it off and smile Oh, Jennifer I just got finished watching the Steelers Buccaneers game. Steelers took it to them, thirty to twenty-seven. That's their first win of the year. Thankfully, it's their they finally got a win. Uh, today, I got Luke Garza with me. He's one of my best buddies. Uh, we went to school together. Uh, Luke, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, brother. Thanks for having me on the show, man. I appreciate it. Oh, of course. This is a super unscripted podcast. I just decided to hop on here on the last minute and thought I'd have Luke on here. I think. You know, we talk a lot about football, so why not just record it? Absolutely, man. Sounds good. Uh, just give me like a little little bio about yourself. Just 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 spiel off a little bit. All right, man. Okay, well, you know, um, I'm currently at Moore Park College. Um, my uh, my major right now is journalism, and I'm hoping to become. You know, the next uh, Colin Coward, Ian Rappaport, and all those great uh, individuals in the uh, NFL world. So, you know, I've got the same goal as you, man. Um, you know, hell, it would even be more awesome if we even had a show together oh, someday. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, <clears throat> you know, so, uh, yeah, Moore Park, I'm actually playing Moore Park College football right now. I'm one of the backup quarterbacks. Attaboy. Uh, you know, hence why I love quarterbacks so much. But we'll, we'll be getting all that uh, <laughs> awesome good stuff later. Um, you know, yeah, man, I've, I've been, you know, playing football since I was in the seventh grade quarterback, mainly I've played a little bit of linebacker and running back. Uh, but I just love the game, man. It is such a fun game to learn and it is, it's so intriguing and just so fun to watch. So it's, it's, you know, football is my go-to kind of deal to talk about, man. All right. So let me go off of that. Do you prefer watching football more, watching your Rams, or playing football more? Oh, that's a tough one. And also to indicate, the Rams are my number one team. How you love the Steelers, that's how I view the Rams. Been a longtime Ram fan uh, ever, you know. Uh, pro- I-, I started getting heavily into football around 2012, um, okay. but I do remember watching – I have vivid memories of when my dad would be watching games on Fox Thursday Night Football, you know, back in the day when they were still in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And I have very tiny glimpses of when they went to the Super Bowl and won it. So, you know, it's been a huge longtime Rand fan. So to answer your question now, to rebark on that, that's a tough one, man, because I love talking football and I love watching my Rams. But it's also I love – I love being a part of a team. I love, you know, playing the game. You know, it's just, it's so fun to make, you know, new friends and to, 
you know, have a new coaching staff, you know, under your belt. It's, mm-hmm. it's just great. So, but man, I would probably say I'm a little bit more animated with watching the Rams <laughs> as I am probably playing, you know, so it's, you know, it gives me a little bit more of a satisfaction, but I'd probably say watching. Okay. I feel like there's not much animation though, especially this year, just because the Rams have been just so dominant. <laughs> it's, it's so yeah, annoying. <laughs> Hey man, I'll, I'll take it any day. I'll tell you what. You know what? You know I hate to to break it, but Luke is actually he hopped on the bandwagon before. Oh, you know. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. I'm right. just when kidding. The whole, yeah. Trust me, buddy. I was there with the whole Tavon Austin and Sam Bradford days sure. and the Kelvin Clemens, dude. I've been oh, through God. all the terrible Kelvin seasons. Clemens. So. I forgot about the guy. Oh, oh man. gosh, yeah. He's you know, and even the you know. Austin Davis, you know the, you know, um, all those years. So trust me, man. I've been I've been through the rough with the Rams. Who was so, no, who's the no. running back? It was Stephen Jackson, right? Stephen Jackson, yes. And then we also had uh, Benny Cunningham a couple mm. years, and then we tried out Malcolm Brown, uh, who was actually still in the roster as we speak. He's the second string running back for the Los Angeles. He Indians did pretty Rams. well last game. He did, yes, he did yesterday against the Chargers. You know, he was he was dominant, man. I, you know, he had like thirty four yards, yeah, um, rushing. On, I believe on four or three carries, so That's he solid. was just light lighting it up. You know, yeah. which gave Todd Gurley a little bit of rest. Todd Gurley, you know, had, you know, uh, another 100-plus yard rushing game and, you know, uh, you know, like 55, you know, you know, uh, receiving yards. So he's just been tearing it up. But, but, yeah, man, no, yeah, the Rams right now are just on fire. And, you know, they're my pick to win the Super Bowl, man, not just because <laughs> I'm a diehard. <laughs> I'm not, just kidding. No, not just because I'm a diehard Ram fan, just because the way they play, the way they – the way they scheme, and they even got the greatest, you know, young coach in the league, oh, Sean McVay. You know, with Sean McVay over here. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> no, nah, man, Sean McVay walked into this organization and just put his foot on the gas and has not stopped. You know, um, yeah, it's just been a credible thing to watch since last year and this year moving on. And who knows, man? I sure hope that you know, with uh, the success that the Rams are having, hopefully we can continue this down the road and maybe be a Patriots 2.0, man. You never mm, know. I would not be surprised. A little McVeigh, a little Goff, kind of similar to Belichick hey. and Brady. Hey, man! If they've done it, so can we. History has always repeated itself, so you never know. And I mean, the defense, because they're more more than likely gonna. I mean, they already re-signed a bunch of players to uh, long-term deals, but I'm sure that they're gonna re-sign. Uh, the two cornerbacks to some more long-term deals since they already have everyone signed at least through, I think it was like 2020 or something. 2024 is with Aaron Donald. Oh my God. And yes. So, uh, you know, he had the whole six year deal with the hundred and, um, Oh gosh, what was it? It was like the 135 million. That's ridiculous. You know, 87 guaranteed. It it is ridiculous. It's just insane money, man. But hey, I'm just glad that he's back and killing it. So you know, he's you know doing justice with us. Yeah, that's, that's all I can say. I wish I wish you guys could share that with Le'Veon. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> oh man, if only, man, if only. I'll tell you what. Shoot. Yeah. Um. If so only. the Rams they go on to play the Vikings on Thursday. Uh. Before. Sunday, I think we talked, and I was saying how the Vikings-Rams, that'll be a NFC championship game, and the Vikings have been playing really dominant, but it wasn't so much on Sunday. They got destroyed by the Bills, the worst team in the league. So after that display by the Vikings, 
who's like your the second best team, the team that beat next to the Rams in the NFC? You know, I don't want to bounce back with the whole Eagles because, you know, my personal opinion, it wasn't smart that they put Carson Wentz back. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Hence that he got the win in, you know, Indianapolis. That it was, was ugly, great. Though. I'm glad. Yeah, it, it, it was an ugly one, but hey, a win's still a win. Yeah, you know, yeah. a, 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 a dub's a dub. You know, what are you going to do? But, uh, you know, man, you know, I love Carson Wentz. He's a great, he, he's, he's a great, uh, phenomenal young quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a good Christian man, great with the community. You know, and he's just got one of the sweetest balls throwing <laughs> ever. I mean, the way he just pinpoints accuracy, it's just incredible, man. So, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, I was very timid for a while of seeing the Niners, but unfortunately, mm. with you know Jimmy G now being out for the rest of the season with his torn ACL, it's uh, you know I would probably put a close call with the Falcons just because of the experience. Okay. Um, I know I, I know the Bucks are really hot right now in the uh, NFC conference. They're just ripping it up. Unfortunately, with that tough loss tonight against uh, hey, your boys, I'll take it. You know. <laughs> I, I know you'll take it, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure Tampa's not feeling good right now. But that's okay, you know. And also, you know, Ryan Fitzmagic, he has just set the NFL record for, in three games, 400-plus oh, yeah. yards passing and three touchdowns. That record was just shattered, and the record was taken by Kurt Warner back in 1999. He led the NFL um, – with the most passing yards, obviously, that season. Mm-hmm. But he also created history back in 99, and he was the first NFL player in history to have 300 yards plus passing and three touchdowns and first of his three starts. Now, that was a long time ago. <laughs> that was you when know, I was born. Now, that has been, <laughs> you know, that's been a long time for a lot of, you know, not, not only Ram fans to see, but, you know, people to see all throughout the NFL. No one has been you know, tearing it up like Fitz has. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, I would say it's a really close call. If they do continue to make the right adjustments, you know, uh, with the with the certain aspects of certain players and the right, um, you know, schemes, um, uh, it's going to be a close call with the, with the Bucks and the Falcons. And I understand people are probably going to say, what are you talking about, Luke? Look, the Falcons got one of the best receivers in the league, and they got one of the best, smartest quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they gel so phenomenal with one another. It, it, it's just unbelievable. So don't rest on the Falcons, okay? I, although I'm very crushed, I, it, it, that tastes like vinegar coming out of my mouth with the Falcons beating the Rams. You know, that's home, a long time ago. Play. That's a long time it ago. It is a long time ago. It, things have changed. Yes, I, I agree. I completely agree. But I also want to let you know mm-hmm. that I wouldn't doubt if my um, – if the second best uh, NFC con- conference team would be, are you gonna say who oh I think gosh. you're gonna say? I don't know, man. But go for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Bears. That's the what Bears, I was gonna say. Yep, the Bears, man. <laughs> oh Trubisky, yeah. I'm feeling the Bear Down Nation, brother. Look, a lot of people have been saying in the offseason they're gonna be the 2017 Rams. I can see small glimpses of it, but obviously they did not score at all the amount of points that we scored. I mean, in the first three games last year, we scored 107 points. We were averaging 36.4 points a game. You know, obviously that's not what they're doing, but they got that dirty win in Seattle, and they also got that really dirty close win yesterday in Arizona. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, 
I wouldn't be don't 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 be hating on the bear down. No, man. no, no, no. I'm Their defense you. is legit. Yes. With Khalil Mack already having, you know, a couple sacks, a pick, a touchdown, and a fumble recovery, the man just creates havoc, you know, See? and I know that Gruden is really biting his tongue right now and oh. really wishing he wouldn't have done that, but I'll tell you what, man. The Bears are my personal pick to um, be having the second seed in uh, the playoffs. Mark my word. If right. not the third, okay. top three. Yeah, um, I've never seen Khalil Mack play live before when he was on the Raiders, but I started watching more Bears games because uh, they've had a couple um, like primetime games, so I've been able to watch them. And literally every single play, he somehow finds a way to get past the tackles. And I just – I can't – understand how incredible he is like he's just i don't know he he does it like a running back like he doesn't even touch the tackle he kind of just jukes him out and i just i've never seen anything like that the man's just unstoppable you yeah. know and there was that it was funny was there was even talk the day after that he got traded actually a week oh, yeah. and a half later he got traded where sean mcveigh <laughs> um and kevin demoff you know our cco we're even talking about trying to trade with Mac to get him to be locked in this season and then trade him after the season because we just don't got a lot more cap space. Yeah. And, you know, if that happened, I probably would have oh, jumped we, off the balcony that's right next to yep, me. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. yeah. Everyone would have been on the bandwagon with the Rams. And, you know, it's that would have been even more fierce, you know, goodness oh, gracious. No, but, you know, for sure. Um, yeah. But the NFC North, that's obviously the Bears, Packers, Vikings, and Lions. Lions picked up their yep. first win being the Patriots. Um, yep. I still see the Vikings winning that division. Yes, they took a brutal loss to the Bills. But I see the Vikings won the Bears two and the Packers three just because the Packers, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's injured, obviously, and it's taking a toll on the way that he performs. Um, he does seem hesitant and He's just not the same player. So I think that's the reason why I put him at third. Um, but obviously, we're only three weeks into the season. But it, Yeah, it, no, I, I completely agree with you. You know, man, when you have an injury that is that drastic, you know, oh, you know, thank God it's not another collarbone. But, man, you do not want to be dealing yeah. with ankles or calves or knees because, you know, from a guy who's – torn his ACL, you know, like myself, it is not an easy recovery. Mm -hmm. And anything with knees these days in the NFL, it's just, it's just a recipe for disaster. It's like every week. I don't It really is. It's, it's very crazy. It it really is sad. No, I completely agree. So So, so from someone that tore their ACL, let me ask you, is it more mental? Like the recovery, is it more of a mental process or more of a physical process? Because mentally, like I wouldn't feel comfortable ever again you know, being able to play football or just play a contact sport, knowing that, you know, my knee is just not a hundred percent and never will be again, you know? You know, that's a good question. I've been asked that a lot. And I, personally, for me, it was a mental, you yeah. know, uh, so, some mornings I would walk down the stairs and I thought I couldn't even make it halfway down. Even though I did, I still thought, Oh my gosh, I just can't believe, mm-hmm. you know, I, I thought I couldn't do that. Cause that, uh, you know, or just picking certain things up, you know, uh, you know, driving, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's, um, yeah, man, it, 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 it's a huge mental thing. And, yeah. you know, um, and some of it is physical, you know, because there are some certain limitations that you really can have, you know, with a torn ACL and, of course, you know, uh, tr- trying to recover from that. But I would say on a more personal level, it's, it's very 
it's a very emotional and mental kind of a state of thing. You know, you just need to, you just need to believe in yourself and you need to believe that, you know, you know, you can get through this process, you know, you're going to get better. There's always a new day. So it, I would personally say it's more of a mental aspect. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've never done anything like that, knock on wood, but I would assume that it would be more mental because like you, you break an ankle, you break an arm, like those are bones. You're going to recover from that. But an ACL, like a ligament like that, it's just, it's a scary, it's a scary process. I feel like. No, it, it really is. Yeah. And it was, it was not a good day when <laughs> I tore my ACL. I'll tell you what, man. Yeah. Um, so flipping over, we've talked about the NFC. Uh, how you know we like the Rams, but we also like the Bears and Vikings are still iffy. Um, over to the AFC though, Patrick Mahomes has been the talk of the AFC. He has been on fire. Uh, he's thrown for 13 touchdowns this year, no interceptions. Is this guy legit? You know, with after seeing Tom Brady's performance last night. Mm. Mm-hmm. 41 years old, man. You, there's only been other one guy who's been able to play at even a mediocre kind of performance, and that was Brett Favre. You know, that was 2009. Yeah, that was it. I understand that Tom Brady is way more healthier and way uh, a, a lot more bigger and taller, and you know, a lot more, maybe a little bit more agile. You know, if not the same as Brett Favre, and I know, you know, we got better medicine, better, you know, pills, you know, yeah, better yeah, recovery. Of course. You know, I understand that. But when you have a team that is seeming so far to have no direction in the passing game and in the running game, yeah, hence that they've had some nice plays last night, you know, to where, you know, they got a couple really good first downs. That was it, man. I didn't see, you know, I, I I saw right there, you know, the 2000 and you know 10 Patriots <laughs> when they were, when they were, you know, you know, uh, kind of in a jumbleish form, kind of a way where they really didn't know what direction they were going, uh, like a 10 and six, nine and 17. Personally, at this kind of a level, where the guys that Tom Brady is going to be hitting against. And going against, you uh-huh. know, it's it's going to be very unlikely that they'll even reach anything over ten. So I'm picking the Patriots to go nine and seven. Wow. Now, all that being said, okay. with, I know that's a bold statement. I know the man is a five five ring kind of cat, but mm-hmm. hear me out, man. Okay. Age is going to catch up on him, and the sacks will get harder and bigger. That's all I'm going to say. Now, with that being said, if Tom Brady continues to play the way he does with not, you know, too much awareness and not too much, you know, pocket presence and uh, continuously being sacked for greater yardages and sacked, you know, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm picking the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. I, that That is the most complete team. I mean, they're the number one in scoring, although I like to say the Rams really should be, but hey, near there, whatever. They're, um, yeah, they're almost identical, yet, they, but the Chiefs are, are, have a terrible agree. defense. They have a really bad defense. They do. They do. You know, they're they're like in the low 20s, early 30s in defense. You know, mm-hmm. that, that, that's the one thing. That could set them back, for sure. That is the only thing that can set them back. They don't have a great amount of, you know, they got some fast guys on the defense, 
but they don't got you know great amount of you know you know linebackers no, and not at all no pass rushers you know, yeah no pass rushers whatsoever so that's the only thing that's keeping the Chiefs behind but if the Chiefs do keep this up do you think they will go to the sorry 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 do you think that Patrick Mahomes can keep it up I want to say by week six or seven, we're going to start to see the picks coming in mm-hmm. and the completion percentage going down. Because It just has to happen. It has to. It, 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 it happens. You know, there was only really, oh, gosh. I mean, Tom Brady was on fire. You know, I'm not, I'm so sorry. Please take that off. Peyton Manning was on fire when he was in 2013. <laughs> You know, so many touchdowns, not a whole lot of picks throughout the season. Look, the picks are gonna creep up on you. Yeah, it's it's bound to happen. It's it's the pros and it's the NFL. It's the NFL that we live in today. Picks, people are pick, interception, touchdown machines, and it's just the way the game goes. So the picks are gonna come up and creep on, uh, you know, young whippersnapper Patrick Mahomes <laughs> sooner or later. No later than week six will he start to throw interceptions. Mark yeah. my words. It, you know, when you start to get into the fall and the Decembers and the Jan- it, it it's just going to happen. Yeah, the, the pressure um, comes up. It's it's just natural. Plus, I mean, he's a gunslinger. I, like, it, it has to happen for a gunslinger like him. Absolutely. And, you know, if they do continue to keep winning or maybe lose a game, I want to let everyone know out there that they, they are not the same 5-0 and Alex Smith, eleven touchdowns, to no picks, kind of kind of team. This is a completely different agile quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is just, as you said, gunslinging the throws, making throws that people would not choose to mm-hmm. throw to. You know, th- throwing and making you know touchdowns and double and triple coverage. You know, sometimes even quadruple coverage in the red zone. So this kid can run. He is just as great as, you know, John Elway and all those agile kind of guys back in the day. You know, this kid is very adversarial. So my pick right now is so far if they continue to stay healthy. Now, that is also another huge yeah. factor. It's always and something always happens with that. But, I mean, we hope that nothing does. Of course not, because th- this kid is just, as you said, electrifying mm-hmm. the entire NFL with, you know, all of his, you know, uh, all of his pocket awareness, his completion percentage, his touchdowns, you know, his awareness and spreading of the field, you know, just making dimes non nonstop, man. You know, this this cat is the real deal. And again, the main thing is the line. He has to yeah. maintain, or the team has to maintain for their offensive line to stay healthy. Or else, who knows? All hells could break loose. You know, they could win six, seven, maybe even five games, and then turn right back into the Chiefs. But I don't think so. I think that, you know, he hasn't gotten sacked too often. You know, but again, that remains to be seen. Let's just hope and pray that the kids stay safe. And I honestly think that the Kansas City can go all the way and go to the Super Bowl if they continue the pace and the road that they're on right now. They will go to the Super Bowl. Hands yeah, down. no, I, I couldn't agree with more with you. Mahomes right now, his passer rating is one thirty-seven point four, which is just ridiculous. I can't even do that in Madden. Um, did you happen to see the uh, the throw that he made? They're probably at the 
10 yard line and he ran back like 10 yards scrambling and then just threw a dart to Conley in the back of the end zone. That, that, that's the kind of poise oh. and just self-awareness that this quarterback has. It is just unbelievable Yeah, no. how he can be so agile and not care. It's like, he, it's like, He's playing a video game. Uh, only literally. it's real life, you know. Yeah. I mean, he ran for thirty-eight yards when he was going back. So, so that play Whoa. that you just talked about, I saw. He he ran for thirty-eight or thirty-nine yards in that total whole scenario of him rolling out of the pocket, trying to scramble out. You just don't see that, you know. I think the last quarterback really who was able to do that was Colin Kaepernick or even RG three. You know, RG three. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, uh, it's just, it's just unbelievable what Patrick Mahomes is doing. I'll, I'll tell you that much right now. Yeah, I don't know what was more impressive, the scramble or, I mean, that, that throw, even without pressure, I don't think most quarterbacks would be able to even make that throw because there, that was such a tight window. I just, all right, we gotta move on from, from Patrick Mahomes. Um, <laughs> I can't. I mean, he threw six touchdowns against the Steelers. We need to stop. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of the Steelers, gotta talk about my team a little bit. They just took their first win of the year against the Buccaneers. Um, you know, watching the game, they're up thirty to ten at halftime. The final score was thirty to twenty-seven. Uh, they scored 24 points in the second quarter, nothing in the um, second half. You know, it's they're, I don't want to say they're back because there's a lot going on over there and they didn't score a point in the second half. But, you know, is there a reason to still have hope for Pittsburgh? Look, when you have a coaching staff and a quarterback that has taken you to multiple AFC championships – multiple, you know, division playoff games and a top five offense, if not top 10 offense in the entire league for numerous amounts of years. Mm -hmm. And a guy who has won two Super Bowls. There's always room for improvement, yes. But you have to look at the history and the facts that they have put down in the NFL. Um, I personally think that there's still hope, but without one of the best, most significantly scary running oh, backs yeah. in the entire league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a rusher and a receiver. It's just, you won't be the same dynamic team without him. Of course. To put it in short, and to put it in shorter terms, you know, he, he's a phenomenal rusher and he's a very scary receiver you know he can you know he can make all the right adjustments while running while catching you know the the guy can do it all but you know with all the bad talk and with all the negativity going on that really brings a team down when everyone's buying into the negativity and when everyone buys in the negativity into a team as I've seen for my Rams, 2016. Yeah, we were we were 32nd in offense, and I believe 16 or 17 in defense. <laughs> when you continuously, lo- yeah, yeah, terrible stuff. Man. Just <laughs> thank God, Jeff. Thank God, Jeff Fisher's out of the building. Oh, Jeff. Oh, Jeffy. Oh, Jeff. God bless you, buddy. Oh, yeah. Um, but when 
when you got that bad of a team and when you start losing, and it's not when you start losing, it's when you start losing while you're also winning. And what I mean by that, Reed, for instance, Jared Goff's first start was against the Miami Dolphins. Okay. In 2016. We had a, I believe, 10 nothing win for I'm so sorry we had a 10 to nothing lead in the fourth quarter fourth quarter okay okay all right when you allow another team to outscore you in the last five minutes of the entire game that's when it just goes to show Mm -hmm. that it's either in the end of an era for a coach, a player, the entire coaching staff, or a GM. One of those four. It, it has to be one of those. Yeah. And when all the negativity starts buying in with people wanting more money, people not satisfying, you know, people saying that we suck now. You know, we should have won against the Browns, who are one of the worst teams in the NFL. This sucks. Now we're we're off to a slow start, you know. When you continue to spread that vibe and the positivity, or I'm sorry, and that negativity, and it gets to the whole team, that can really, really destroy um, one's, you know, season. So do I have hope? <clears throat> yes. But at the same time, There's... when you've got – yeah, when you don't have one of the best backs in the league – yeah, and you just don't have your 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 star-studded receiver in the right mindset and saying no, we're just going to continue to win, win, win. We gotta win. Look, we're let's just take it one step at a time. There's nothing more you can do. Yeah, you know, and you just you you can't dwell with on the negativity because it's just going to cost you in the end. Yeah, and I mean, the Steelers, they're known to have that star-studded offensive, just their roster is usually just incredible. Um, I think for the NFL Top 100, I think Ben was in the Top 20, and Brown and Bell were both in the Top 6 or 5 or something like that. So to not have one of the three, uh, I mean, it hurts, but at the same time, you know, James Conner is stepping up. He's playing well, Um, but... I think what hurts them more than anything, it's not what they're producing on the field. It's it's what's going on in the locker room. And I feel like for a football team, and you're probably a firsthand witness because you are part of a football team, uh, I feel like the locker room is more important than you know what you're putting out on the field because it is a representation of you know your chemistry in the locker room. Am I wrong? No, absolutely. You're you're 100 right in. Look, right now we're even facing some adversity, you know, uh, some adversity this season, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with guys pointing, pointing fingers, you know, uh, it's just. Do you want to say any names so that way they could hear it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I don't want to be doing that. But, you know, um, you know, it's just it can really just create such distress to one's team. So, you know, it. Yeah, man, it, it's very important in the locker room, yeah. you know, with 
no matter what people think or want to say, it is very, very important. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you need to gel as a team completely. And if you don't, then uh, there's not much success that you can look forward to, you know? Yeah. Um, Going off of that, still on the Steelers really quick, Antonio Brown, he's been a topic of conversation that he's been stirring up more drama. Um, And let's be honest here, he hasn't really been Antonio Brown this season. I guess him and Ben have not had the same connection. Uh, I've seen every second of the games, and it's just it hasn't felt the same. Uh, right now, he has yet to have 10 receptions in the game, has yet to have a 100-yard gain. Um, he does have two touchdowns, but when you look at his stats and compare him to Juju Smith-Schuster, who's been lights out this season, I, I have to consider this guy a top 12 receiver right now because he has yet to have under a 100-yard game. He just posted a 116-yard game against the Buccaneers, has one touchdown and 27 receptions. Uh, this guy is consistency right there and a weapon that any quarterback would love. Um, where where do you put Juju? Because people, a lot of people started doubting him because uh, they thought maybe he'd just be like a rookie fluke. Um, is this guy like the real deal? Is he really going to be a top 10 receiver? You know, um, Personally, I think so. I completely agree with you. Um, you know, going off of what I keep saying, you know, agility, that's a huge thing. And this kid is really li- going to light this season up. <laughs> I, personally, I think he can have at least 1,000 yards. Oh, yeah. At, at, at least. At least 1,000 yards. Maybe anywhere from three to six touchdowns. That's probably may, what we may get, if not more, hopefully more for him. You know, all the glory and power to, to him. Um, but, you know, no, this kid is the real deal. He will definitely be a top 10 receiver, yeah. hands down. He's you know. right anywhere, now. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, sorry, no. <laughs> I was just going to say anywhere from six to eight, you know, he'll be placed this year in wow. you know, receiving yards. And personally, I think, you know, yards per catch you know, I think that they can create some havoc with the kind of schedule that they got, the kind of people that they're facing. You know, they're going to be facing some really terrible teams. So that's just even a more advantage yeah. to get the more stats. So I, I think Juju will easily, no question, be a top 10 receiver. Yeah, he's averaging 119 yards per game this season, which is ridiculous. Uh, he's obviously been, the number, obviously been the number one target for Big Ben, uh, which is surprising for Steelers fans. Um we're going to start wrapping up a little bit. I have a couple questions for you that I want to ask. Um, so first question, what's your biggest surprise of the season so far? Biggest surprise of the season. Um, personally, not going to be, you know, uh, not going to be jumping on my own bandwagon, but I'm very shocked that we're seeing Baker Mayfield Oh, being yeah. the starter at, as of week four. I am very shocked. Um, you know what? Honestly, I'm not shocked at all the, the, how they're starting him so early. I'm shocked as of how he was electrifying well, his let, first game. Let me ask you, is are you more shocked that he's – because Tyrod Taylor's out with a concussion, so he would have to start. But um, at some point within the next two weeks, even if Tyrod was healthy – with his play, you'd expect Baker to go in, would right? Absolutely, yeah. you know, absolutely. I mean, the guy was, you know, he was lights out. He was unbelievable. But Tyrod averaging 
Sorry, I lost you there. You're good. You know, he was he's averaging like over 52, 53% of his passes. You just can't be a good – you can't get to the playoffs with a quarterback like that. No, of course not. You, you, you just can't, you know. And, you know, Tyrod is more of a dink and dunker. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Baker Mayfield is just a slinger and a <laughs> sh- hash-slinging slasher, he's man. He's got that balls. Kid, he's got balls. He, he, he's got major cojones, man. And I'll tell you what. He he th- he made some throws that I would I personally wouldn't have made as a quarterback, but just because he trusted it, he completed them and damn well. So I don't, I don't even think Tom Brady can make half of the throws that Baker even attempted. No, not at all. He's no, I, most I, accurate no. quarterback I've seen in a long time, and you know it's it's week one or not week week one for him. So maybe he's just fresh and he just had adrenaline going through him. But if he does this for two three more weeks. This guy is the real deal. Look, I'm picking the Browns to go nine and seven, eight and eight. You Whoa, know? A winning oh, record, really? Yes. Oh, hands down. When you have a guy within, um, oh I gotta, gosh, I gotta look at their schedule. Two, I look one half, you know, having 200 yards passing, receiving, you know, a two point conversion and, and converting that. And being 17 for 21 and having a rating just over 100, you don't see that very often. And <laughs> That's especially true. That's true. with a franchise that has struggled, it seems like, for millions of years now. But that's just the more gratifying thing to see is how the Browns have been playing for these last couple of decades. Yeah. Um... It's... Go for it, sorry. It's no, it's all good. I, I was just gonna say, it's just very, um, it's just very, you know, satisfying to see such a young player, especially the overall number one pick. Yeah. You know, n- number one overall. You know, people giving him flack. He's too short. He's too this. He's too that. I personally believed that when they signed him, he was gonna be a difference maker, and he clearly showed that on uh, Thursday night. Yeah, I, I honestly think he'll be the next Drew Brees. I think he's going to be that good. Um, they play the Raiders on Sunday. That's a winnable game. Uh, Ravens the next week, that's a winnable game. Chargers, we'll see. Uh, Bucks, nah. Steelers, nah. Chiefs, Falcons. It's going to be a it's going to be a tough schedule. But I don't know about eight and eight. Maybe six and ten. I could see six and ten. How about that? Well, I, I wouldn't agree. I, I would not. Here, let me just say this: I wouldn't argue with you on that one. I'm just being the kind of, you know, kind of trying try to motivate. Oh yeah, guy, yeah. You know, we but, we could agree you know. they'll win. They'll win more than five games. Oh, pff, dude, yeah. they'll easily win six games, <laughs> at least six games, all right, hands all right. down. I'm glad we it, agree with that. Absolutely, man. Shoot. Yeah. Um. One more question: What's your biggest disappointment of the season? Biggest disappointment thus far. Um, I've actually got two. Number one, how not just one team, but many teams, the kickers. You know what? You get, don't you, don't even get me started with Chris Boswell. <laughs> man, you got one job. It's not like you got to be o'clock. hitting hard-nosed football. 
You got to kick it. And I know that ain't easy. It's easier said than done. And I'm not a kicker. And God, I'd probably get fired within the first five minutes trying out for a team. (laughs) So I understand it's a hard thing to do. But man, when you're with a team for that long and you've had an entire offseason and preseason and, you know, uh, first game or so, you know, you. You got to make them. It's yeah, you get paid to do that, man, yep. and you you know with with the whole you know Vikings and Green Bay and the whole oh. Browns and Steelers, you know, it's just ridiculous, man, how you just can't you know execute the little things to do right, yeah. you know. So I would say first main thing I'm disappointed is with the whole kicking situation. I agree with that. My my second thing. Which really worries me um, is with the Rams, with Akeem Talib and Marcus Peters. I am very, very, very worried. Some, but did you, did you see their their reports? Yes. So I saw a couple reports and reports updated as of a couple hours ago. Sean McVay said Marcus Peters and Dominic Easley, you know, one of our linebackers slash pass rushers. It's it's kind of an day-to-day sort of scenario now so it was two to four five weeks with marcus peters with the calf strain but now it's going to be day-to-day and coach said that they're very hopeful that they can even play this game but unfortunately with the keep to leave super bowl winning champ it's it's not looking good and he's most likely able to be missing a month with possibly surgery so really that's yeah that's not looking good with a severe ankle sprain that's not good so that really worries me some you know originally my pick you know was for the rams you know to you know like a 31 to 27 28 game they'd still win you know but who knows you know we do have sam shields a super bowl champ with the green bay packers back in 2010 you know, and I know he's been out of the league for a couple years now, but right now he's, you know, he's got an interception. He's got a couple of, you know, uh, fumbles made, passes deflected, you know, uh, you know, a couple really solid tackles that he's made throughout the season so far. You know, and then we got, you know, Nikel Robbie Coleman, or, you know, he's a great, you know, nickel kind of defensive guy, but he also can play safety and corner. You know, we also got Troy Hill, you know, um, so. You know, our defense is still kind of rolling, not too shabby, you know, but uh, against a very, you know, versatile, you know, Vikings team with Adam Thielen, Mason Rudolph, and Stefan Diggs. You know, it, it's it's going to worry me some, but hopefully, you know, um, hopefully we can get Dominic, you know, easily and Marcus Peters back this week. Yeah. Healthy and ready to go. Um, but my biggest, my second biggest, um, thing that worries me this season is a keep to lead because you know here's also a stat that many people probably don't know at all before before um sunday's game yesterday against the chargers uh-huh. a keep to and marcus peters combined total through two weeks allowed only 36 <laughs> yards receiving oh my god Combined, there are 87 more cornerbacks who have allowed 
30, 40 plus yards on those individuals alone. Oh my gosh. So that just goes to show you how insanely this Rams defense is gelling. And everyone was seeing in the offseason, they ain't going to be so hot. It's going to take them a while. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. This is this, this and that. You know, there's going to be situations in the locker room. No, 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 no. Put those to rest. Yeah. We're the number one defense in the league. We allowed 13 points the first game. We just kabloinked the Cardinals the second game, and we allowed 23. We're only averaging 12 points a game allowed. That's a couple field goals, maybe a touchdown, two-point conversion, or just two touchdowns and the kickers are sucking, and that's just 12 right there. All right. So that just goes to show you the pass rush. You know, we're, we're you know one of the top 10, I believe, in you know rushing yards allowed. Last year, we were like uh, like 20th or 29th, you know, even through the first couple weeks of the season. So, you know, this Rams defense is extraordinary. But when you don't have two of the absolute best, and I don't care who else tries to argue with me, they're the two best locked down corners in the NFL. There's no one that's better. People will say Richard Sherman I understand. I'll say Patrick Peterson. I'll go Peterson. Pat, yes, Patrick Peterson. They're very, very close. But when you only allow thirty-five yards combined between those two guys, you might as well just kiss the rest of your re- reception season over. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just. It's unbelievable. So I'm very happy with the way things are rolling with the Rams. Um, you know, we're averaging 34 points a game. You know, we're on set to score over 540, you know, six points this season, you know, which hopefully would be leading the league, you know, and be one of the top, I believe, top six or seven of all time. So the Rams are on a great pace, but, you know, with without – you know, without two of your two of the best corners in the league, it, things can get very rough down the road. But I do have high hopes that the Rams will recover fast enough yeah. and just you I know so too. we'll be just fine. Yeah, I think once they come back, I would honestly sit Marcus Peters this week just because it's better to have him long term than it is to risk getting re-injured in a Thursday night football game. It is a good game, but uh, I'd rather have him healthy later in the year. Um, that's a wrap. I think uh, the Vikings and the Rams play Thursday night. The Steelers and the Ravens play Sunday night. Those are our two teams. Luke, I appreciate you coming on here. It was pretty awesome talking with you, and I would love to have you on anytime again. I just want to say thank you very much for your time, and I appreciate you allowing me to gel my kind of you know uh, intake on the season and the way the Rams are playing the Steelers. So. Uh, the honor is all mine, man, and I greatly appreciate it. <laughs> no worries, no worries. I'll, I'll have you on again probably next week, even in a couple of days. Like it's, it's just fun. It's good stuff. It is, man. It's always good stuff when you talk football with your buddies. I'll tell you what, nothing better.